All right, so keep to the City Rangers podcast, and the Rangers win 3-2 to two in overtime in Winnipeg to finish off their five-game, five-city, three-time zone, season-long road trip, undefeated, 5-0 and on the road trip. They won in Seattle. They won in Calgary. They won in Edmonton. They won in Vancouver. They won in Winnipeg the first time in franchise history that they've won a road trip as long as five games. Um, just excellence up and down the roster on this one um, two shutouts in the five games outscored the opponent 17 to 7 uh, in three games they allowed one or fewer goals in four games they allowed two or fewer goals had the two overtime wins got scoring from most places Mika Zibanejad finally gets rid of the goose egg in the goals column over the last two games scores in Vancouver gets the game winner in overtime in Winnipeg, and the Rangers now have a couple days off before they return home for the first time in two weeks. Um, and there's not much to say about this team right now that's negative. I know the continued disappointment in Blake Wheeler's offensive play. Um, there's Barclay Goodrill making too much money for the role he's in and not really affecting the game in a positive way in any way. But those are really the only two gripes right now. And it's hard to gripe about a team that's 7-2, and two, that just won five on the road, that's been away for two weeks, that had this weird West Coast, Western Canada road trip right out of the gate to begin the season, under a new head coach, in a new system. And what they've done to this point is just amazing, pretty much. 7-2 and two record atop the Met. Can't say enough good things about them. There were times on Monday night where they could have easily mailed it in. They could have mailed it in just going into the game, knowing that it's the last game of a road trip, knowing that they're heading home for the first time in two weeks. They've been gone for so long, but they didn't do that. They came out, they played well. They took a one nothing lead on an Artemi Panera goal. He's now had a, at least one point in every game this season. There was other times too, not just to start the game, but to give up that goal, 28 seconds left in the first period. You think they could fall apart there with the Jets gaining momentum, headed into the room. You never want to give up a goal that late in the period, but Rangers came back out, played them even. Um, they did trail with seven minutes left. Maybe you could start to think about there's seven minutes left in this trip. We've got a charter flight home. We'll be home tomorrow. They didn't. They bounced back, got that power play opportunity. Chris Kreider gets a deflection to tie the game. Ryan Lindgren gets absurdly called for a tripping penalty uh, with just 19 seconds left in regulation. And you're thinking, okay, well, here it is. Jets are going to finish 19 seconds here on a 5-on-4. Then they're going to have a 4-on-3 for at least a minute and 41 into overtime. It's a scenario that typically would end in a loss. It didn't. The penalty kill stepped up, killed it off. Rangers had 4-on-4 extended time. They got the whistle. They went to 3-on-3. And then with 26 seconds left, Artemi Panarin finds Mika Zibanejad one-timer. Game winner. Game over. Road trip over head back home 5-0, and a perfect 5-0 and on the road trip. And now, and now they'll have Tuesday, Wednesday off before they host Carolina on Thursday night at the Garden. Carolina directly behind them in the standings. One win, two points separates them in the Met. Uh, so it's a huge game. Has enormous ramifications, not just for right now, but in the long run for jockeying for position in the Met. Could decide home ice this one game come the end of the season. Could determine who's... The one seed, who's in the 2-3 matchup, who falls to a wild card, um, you don't know. But these games against the Hurricanes are of the utmost importance. And this Ranger season, Keep to the City's partnered with Vintage Ice Hockey. 
this awesome apparel site. They have jerseys, t-shirts, merchandise, apparel, everything you can name about defunct teams from the AHL, from the WHA, from the East Coast League, from all minor leagues. They have over 100 years of teams, great quality stuff. They just sent me some New Haven Nighthawks, New Haven Blades gear, hooded sweatshirts, t-shirts. Stuff is really top-notch, A-plus material, A-plus comfort level. So check them out, vintageicehockey.com, and you can use the promo code KTTC for Keith to the City and get 15% off your order. Makes a great personal gift, great for the holidays, just around the corner. So head to Vintage Ice Hockey at VintageIceHockey.com and use promo code KTTC for 15% off. And with the Rangers wrapping up their road trip, heading home, Tom Dionora of Blue Shirt Banter joined me to talk about the Rangers coming off this wildly successful road trip. So let's get to it. All right, and joining me today with the Rangers coming off their 5-0 and road trip is Tom Dionora of Blue Shirt Banter. Tom, how's it going today? Doing well. Coming off, you know, a perfect road trip, so all's good in that <laughs> in that regard. But so, yeah, thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I know I every guest I have on so far this season, it's like, how you doing? It's like, well, everyone's doing well because the team's doing well. So five and zero road trip. I feel like if they had gone three and two, would have been okay. They had a winning road trip. If you, they had gone like two and three, you'd say, you know, not great, but acceptable given the start of the season, new system, new coach, all that. That whole idea of them learning the new system in September, struggling in the preseason, having some, you know, laying some eggs early on. It's kind of all gotten thrown out the window here. I mean, they're just winning every game and they're winning in a different way, it seems like every game. Yeah. I mean, that's the mark of a good team, right? It's not always the same formula that leads to victory. And to your point, um, on Blue Shirt Banter and a season preview roundtable I did with the staff there, I predicted that it would be a slow start, that they really wouldn't find their footing maybe until like middle of November. So the seven and two start certainly has been a pleasant surprise to me. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you look at this road trip, a couple of shutouts, um, you know, they let in two or fewer goals, uh, four out of the five back to back overtime wins to finish it. Uh, and then certainly the game in Winnipeg on Monday night where you would have almost expected a letdown performance, given that they've been on the road for two weeks, they can taste getting home, they can taste you know, getting out of Western Canada, but they take an early lead, they blow that, they battle back late in, in the third, and then they win in overtime after killing a penalty that was, you know, a ridiculous soft, ridiculously soft call at the end of the third. I don't know. I, I This is as good as I've felt about them in a long, long time. Yeah, same here. I mean, I that bad call late in the third, I suppose maybe that was a little bit of a makeup for what happened in Vancouver in overtime the other night. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but, you know, they killed it off. And yeah, to your point, um, you know, I wasn't, I guess, really that thrilled with the Laviolette hire. He's, you know, a retread. He's been around forever. I didn't think he'd be right for the young players. But I guess I underestimated the impact uh, a coach with an actual structure and system would have for this roster. Because um, yeah. compared to, you know, Gerard Gowen, who I, I felt like his entire strategy was just go play hard, and if things aren't going well, I'm going to jumble the lines. That's all I got. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I was one of few that I've always been a Laviolette fan and guy, and I was in the minority, obviously. I didn't expect this. You know, this is just outrageous. And like you said with Gallant, it's almost refreshing to see a guy who believes in top-end talent, who giving a chance to these kids that were drafted high up in, you know, first round, first overall, second overall not jumbling the lines, not demoting people because of a bad shift, not scratching people because of a bad game, just kind of letting them work it out. And to have seen now the same four lines, essentially, 
for almost a month. Unheard of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what? It's nine games, so it may not seem like a lot, but I mean, I feel like Glenn would have jumbled these lines probably two or three different times at least by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially after that Nashville game. That was their worst game of the season, that home game before uh, the road trip. You know, he would, probably would have seen a lot of lineup changes or at least mixed up lines. And Laviolet just stuck with it. He's like, hey, we had a bad game. You know, we're going to bounce back. And their next game in Seattle, they were dominant. So right. to see not only that he's giving, you know, the younger guys like Kako and Lafreniere and Hedl all a chance in the top six, but that he's been consistent with it. Like he's, so these guys don't have to, you know, walk or maybe skate, so to speak, on eggshells, you know, worrying, oh, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get demoted. Like, right. It's good to see them be able to build that consistency and build that chemistry. Um, so that's been a super refreshing aspect that I didn't realize or didn't think we'd get uh, with the Laviolette hire. Yeah, and to that point, the power play, you know, not just extending the first unit for two full minutes every single time, giving the second unit close to equal time, if not maybe like 40% of a power play. Uh, and they've done well. It's certainly been the first unit that's scoring the goals on the power play, but at least the second unit, it's getting its time. It's not like a high school team where you're just running the same people out there for two minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't blame him for, you know, still having the first unit out there for maybe over half the time, you know, cause they are just so dominant and they've been clicking for, you know, a while now, but I mean, Lafreniere had a power play goal in the game against Calgary. And like, right. I feel like, what, in his first couple of years, did he have any power play goals? You know, right. Last year, he had one or two. Like, so just, yeah, it's it's just, it's been very encouraging. He's he's done a lot of the things that I've kind of been clamoring for for a couple of years now. And I thought that those things wouldn't happen with a veteran coach like him. So I'm very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I think, you know, Mika to not score in the first seven games, he scores the last two games. You know, Heedle's not scoring, but the fact that they're not getting, you know, true goal production outside the last two games from Mika for the entire season so far, and they're still winning, I think just goes to show the depth, and they're finally using that depth to their advantage um, rather than just relying on, you know, two or three guys. Exactly. I mean, Heedle has no goals. I feel like he's played well on, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called the French Toast Line by some people. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Mika, yeah. For him to not score the last two games, Wheeler still has no points. Right. Um, you know, they have guys who can pop off still, and it's not always the same guys driving the bus every night, except maybe for Artemi Panarin. He's having a great start to the year. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at these wins. I mean, they just outscored the opposition 17-7 on the road trip. Some of these games could have been even bigger blowouts than they were if they could just finish. You look at the game against Winnipeg, uh, especially Lafreniere had a breakaway in the first, Kako had a breakaway in the first. Uh, they had a two-on-one, which Keandre Miller you know, made a pass right into the defenseman's stick. Um, they've had their chances where they could just really blow these things open. They're, I mean, they're not. They're still winning. At some point, it'd be great if they could finish, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. Um, but I kind of see that as a positive, too, particularly with you know a guy like Lafreniere who... He's got the four goals, which is great. Um, but I feel like, you know, in past years, it wasn't just that, oh, he's not, like, producing a lot of points. It was – there are some games where I don't even know he's out there. He's, he's invisible, right. right? And last night, yeah, he gets no points, but he has a couple chances he's involved. So that – I mean, as long as that's consistent, I know the points will come. Yeah. Well, you look at everything that's going on, there's really not much to gripe about. I think if you polled everyone, it seems like the consensus is everyone's worried about Blake Wheeler – Everyone's mad at Barclay Goodshow because of a contract that he was offered. Those seem to be like the only two, you know, angry points of Rangers fans, which to me, if that's what you're really upset about through a month of the season, there's really nothing to be upset about. Yeah. 
every team's going to have some gripes. If those are the two gripes, I can live with that. So, um, yeah, I kind of don't really know what to do. Like, it's usually <laughs> I, I have a lot of fodder to write about, like, I have things to complain about. And I'm like, what do I write about? This is good stuff. I only had 600 words to say. Usually I've got, like, 2,000-word articles about how <laughs> terrible everything is. So it's been a welcome change. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's it just feels good, refreshing. You're not looking up the standings. You're not chasing. You're not hoping this team loses, this team loses, and scoreboard watching. It's good to look down upon the rest of the Met at this point of the season. Absolutely. And again, it's early, a lot can change. And I'm sure that, you know, throughout the season, there will be bombs and Laviolette might make some decisions that I don't agree with, but it has definitely been very refreshing to this point. Well, now they head home for a game, at least. Last time they were home is when they went out on the trip after getting just demolished by Nashville and just a surprisingly weak effort. Uh, but like you alluded to earlier, that game you know, Laviolette kind of chalked it up as, hey, it's a bad game at the beginning of a season of, of 82 games. He didn't then go ruin the line combinations and undo everything they've been working on for the previous month. I'd expect them to keep this going. I mean, certainly they're not just going to win every single night, um, which Vegas and Boston seem to do. I feel so confident about this team. Um, too confident, maybe. I'm like, I'm like, just <laughs> like something's going to happen. I just feel like nothing can go this well for the Rangers for this long. Yeah, I don't know. Rooting for them for, what, 25-plus years or whatever it's been for me, like, I feel like there's always this creeping thought in the back of my head, like, something's going to go wrong, their shoe's going to drop, but like I said, can't really complain about anything to this point, um, and I just think that for a team that has the, you know, top-heavy firepower that they do and the great power play and the great goaltending, which have been the real drivers of their success the last two years, I don't need them to be, we don't need them to be great five on five, even straight. Right. We just need them to be not terrible. And right. if it starts with defense, if you're limiting the opponent's chances, then, then you capitalize on their turnovers, you capitalize on the power play. And with the goaltending, like that's a winning formula. So for right now, what is, if there is a worry in the back of your mind, you know, mine would be just everyone staying healthy. Like if this team stays healthy, we know what they're capable of, which is, the opening night effort we saw in Buffalo, which they still haven't replicated. They may never like that was a nearly flawless effort. One of the best Rangers games we've seen in more than a decade. I just want them all to stay healthy. Is there anything that worries you? You know, maybe it's that maybe it's something else roster moves. Is there anything that worries you about something that could go wrong and throw this thing, you know, off course? Um, I mean, yeah, it's always, injuries are always a concern. I think kind of tied to, the last point I was making is I think I do just want to get a little concerned about, are they generating enough even strength offense? Um, you know, they're not going to, you should be getting a couple power plays a game on average, but you know, some game that's not going to happen. And while their defense has been good, um, not, you know, limiting those high danger chances, I still think there's more to be had there as far as generating offense at even strength. Um, that would be maybe, my one kind of lingering small worry. But again, like I said, like if the defense is sound and they're not getting caved in at five on five, then they're probably going to be in very good shape because we know how good they are at special teams and at net. Right. And Laviolette keeps talking about that, how it's nice that they're winning and they're scoring these power play goals, but they do need to be better on five on five, even strength. But I think if you pulled any coach, he'd say that his team needs to be better at even strength. But I do think that's a good point because like you said, you can't just, sit around and wait for your man advantage opportunities and hope that you score on those to either get back or win games. I think the way the line combinations are, as long as they stay stable, 
these players who have never really played together outside of the last five, six weeks, um, I think that even strength play will come. Yeah, I'm optimistic it will too. But again, if I'm looking at kind of the first nine games, that's maybe the one aspect that's been a little up and down um, in my mind. All right, Tom. Well, thanks for taking the time to come on. A great time to talk Rangers hockey. We'll have to check in again uh, throughout the season. But yeah, thanks again for, for coming on and hope the winning ways continue at home. Sure thing. Thanks again for having me. All right. Thanks again to Tom for taking the time to come on and talk about the Rangers. Everyone I talk to, every guest that comes on here, it's a great time to talk to them because things just couldn't be going any better. Everyone's buzzing. Everyone's having a great time watching this team. Everyone's enjoying themselves. Now we can get back to watching the Rangers at home, get back to some normalcy with consistent start times, and hopefully they continue the effort we just saw for the last two weeks on the road at home. So that'll do it for today. Rangers, Hurricanes, Thursday night at the Garden. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.